buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from Remax every Saturday on 610 AM KDAL. Gary, how are you this afternoon? Jim, we have a great weekend in the Twin Ports coming up. Um, We've got Bulldogs football after the uh, Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on 610 AM. These are the playoffs, and so uh, good luck to them. Go dogs. And we we have even a bigger football game tomorrow and the vikings are playing the packers it's the first meeting that they've had this year um i don't know what to say i'm looking i'm looking forward to to it the packers are obviously a very difficult team to play this year yeah and um the vikings are the perfect definition of streaky yeah so we'll see what well, happens. They've had a rough year. They've had a rough start to this year, but hopefully this uh, this can turn around. So, anyways, there's uh, there's a lot of big real estate news and a lot of big sports news here locally, and uh, um, be interesting to see um, uh, how all this stuff shakes out. Yep. Well, I, you know, it's uh, in the in the latest power football rankings. Just you know, to talk about that, the Packers are rated number one. Um, yes. So, uh, and that's up from number four, I think, after last week. So, anyway, well, listen, uh, they're I, a good team. I, I There's no doubt. The Vikings, the Vikings Packers stuff here locally is a big deal, right? But uh, um, and I, I don't, you know, I'm a big, obviously, Vikings fan. But Packers are a well-run organization, and uh, they play good football on both sides of the ball. And it's, it's, it's sometimes I wish that the Vikings could play that way, and um, hopefully they will. But um, I'm so looking forward to this game and uh, um, Skull Vikings. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, down here in Florida, um, we usually don't get the Viking feed. But I'll tell you what, if there is an extra spot for an extra feed and the Packers are on at that time, they always have the Packers on down here. Because their fans, their fans are just so everywhere. Plus, they're doing really well this year. So they're kind of the hot team. And then Aaron Rodgers just continues to make it more interesting um, on and off the field. But anyway, let's talk about real estate, Gary. Yeah, we've got some big real estate stuff going on here, too. You know, locally, we've got um, the uh, the cozy bars back in the news, Jim. Right, I saw that. And um, the, um, the plaintiffs uh, were ordered to come up with uh, more bond money to the tune of $140,000. And uh, that deadline was last week, and they it passed, and they didn't come up with the money to uh, uh, they didn't post the bond, uh, which was going to be uh, the matching amount for that the city had to put in to stabilize the uh, the building. Right. So, um, um, what this does to the process? I mean, there's still an injunction uh, from the city being able to go in and start demolitioning that building, but um, hopefully, this is the first step in being able to proceed with getting that building, um, you know, torn down. 
And, uh, you know, there were some of the quotes in the stories this week, you know, from, from the attorney for the plaintiffs, uh, Miles Ringsred, indicated that it's a hardy building and he hopes it, it, it should be able to withstand another winter. Well, I think I, for one, and I think you'll agree, and uh, uh, I hope it doesn't sit another winter. I, I just, I think it's time for that building to, to be put to rest and, 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 and through all of this, Jim, I, I, I just, for the life of me, can't believe that, you know, there's so much resistance to getting this building down and putting something else there. When people do not take care of their buildings, why should they have a say in, in you know, uh, uh, removing blight from, from the city? You know, and I just, I mean, Eric Ernst had every opportunity to take care of that building, and he, he was the owner of it, and it, it should never have gotten to the point that it's at right now, and it was it was in his hands to take care of it. And so he's he he's culpable on a lot of levels for this. And uh, the fact that he's, you know, one of the largest voices about, you know, not taking it down, I, I just... I'm just one of those people that think like, you know, hey, you had your chance, you didn't do it, so I think it's just time to, you know, buck up and uh, let it happen, you know? Yeah, and I also think um, that, you're right, I mean, to save the building would have been nice, but remember the use of the building before it had the fire. You know, it was like one of the number one calls for police calls. You know, I mean, it was a it was a problem corner. Um, yes. So the use of that building was incorrect in the first place. Then they then they have the fire and it displaces people. I get it that lived above there, but you know, it, you have to you have to resurrect it, you know, fast or this will happen. The building will fall into disrepair. Water will do a hell of a damage. The fire again, you know. So yeah, you're right. And I here's what I hope here. I hope that. The city of Duluth is ready, you know, and when they get the order um, before there's time to fight about it, they have a big backhoe up there taking that thing down um, right away. I, 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 I hope that would be a plan that they are going to ready to jump on, because if anybody's got to be sick of this, it's got to be the city of Duluth. Well, I think the city, I think the residents, I think some yeah. of the local uh, business owners down there, I think everybody's just you know, wants a resolution to this and, and to allow the, this small group of people to like hold this up. It, it's just a really an unfortunate um, situation that, that the, that it's like everybody's being held hostage. And, you know, you would hope that the, these, the plaintiffs would have some, you know, some type of reasonable uh, emotions in their body, just, you know, because, Everybody's had the opportunity to fix this thing. I mean, we've gone through years of of uh, having this out to developers, and nobody has stepped forward to do this because it's not worth it. It's right. not worth it. And if it was, somebody would be doing this. I mean, so I think you know, from from just a, a citizen's perspective here, it's like get this thing resolved, get this building tore down repurpose that land for whatever it may be used for, you know, whether it's a parking lot, whether it's another building, whatever. Uh, and let's move on from this thing because it's just destroying the, uh, you know, what is 
within reach of that. And we have a beautiful area just adjacent to this, uh, this property that, uh, uh, you know, the medical district and the theater district and all the shopping that's downtown. Um, and nobody wants to look at that type well, of stuff. The other so, thing is, is that the city of Duluth is not short on historic buildings. I mean, we can go to the central school sale, um, you know, which is what, four or five blocks from there. And, you know, um, oh my God, it's, it's two, it's a block and a half. Right. Yeah. And then you've, you've got, you've got the North Shore theater, you've got the Orpheum, you've got, you know, um, what's the the building? Yeah. What's the the building on London road that there's been a lot of talk about, um, the armory. Yes, the armory. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, we, you know, it's a beautiful city. It, it's the heritage is intact. Okay, this building is not really going to be missed. I mean, we can't you can't save them all, especially now. So, Gary, we got to take a break here. But before we do, why don't you give out your phone number? I can be reached at two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. And you can reach me down in Florida if you want to buy something or if you have something you need to sell. My number is 218-348-7653. You're tuned in to an abbreviated portion of the uh, Twin Ports Real Estate Show, uh, version I should say, and we will be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodding and Gary Callagher here from Remax. I am in Punta Gorda, Florida, and you can reach me at 218 348 Seven six five three and Gary, I got to tell you that um, my moving down here has been quite successful selling homes to people from up up home word um, in the Twin Ports. So I'm 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 very happy to still be doing the real estate show. So and why don't you give well, out your your digits one more time? I'm at two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. Jim, another historic building in the news here that we've had uh, uh, some history with as well has sold the uh, old uh, St. Louis County Jailhouse. Right. Um, I remember. remember I remember you... locking you up in there. <laughs> we were we were locked up in there. We were on the roof of that building, and uh, <laughs> the previous owner, I think his name was Grant Carlson, and uh, they don't. You know, uh, Fox Twenty One had a story on this yesterday, and they don't mention his name, but a uh, a company called. Uh, uh, Gardner Builders is they're already in there and they're already redeveloping the building and uh, they expect to have 33 mixed rate apartments uh, apartment units in there uh, sometime uh, uh, by the end of next year 2022 and it, so that's exciting how did they solve the parking was there parking right above it I think they were going to um, do something on the west side of the building I think there were some trees back there they had some parking there okay. but not a lot but I think that they were going to create some additional parking there somehow. So uh, we'll have to see what that looks like. But, yeah, coming uh, around that corner like that, I, I mean, I just uh, the traffic flow will be interesting when they're done. But I'm sure the city is going to be hand-in-hand hand with them figuring out how to make that work. Yeah. Jim, mortgage interest rates, um, the, uh, the FHA 30-year con- uh, fixed rates are really taking off. Last week they are at uh, 3.625. This week they're at 3.75%, and that's for a 30-year FHA fixed rate. Uh, the VAs are at 3.625. They held steady from a week ago. That's for a 30-year fixed term. And the conventional uh, 30-year fixed term is at 3.25, which held steady from a week ago. Uh, if you want to get a 20-year or 15-year conventional uh, note, you can get uh, rates that are under 3%. So still good, but they're on the rise. 
Uh, and kind of like the expert, experts predicted earlier this year, Jim, that's what we're seeing. And these FHA rates, boy, they could start to get to that 4% mark right before you know it. You know, and I think that if you combine that with the inflation and everything that they're talking about that is going to be still coming but it's not here because of the, you know, the, um, the infrastructure problems of getting products to market, um, that, which is causing the inflation or whatever, but I think that that and the higher interest rate is definitely going to have a somewhat cooling factor on the real estate market. Um, you know, what what are your thoughts there? I don't know. I, I I think there's a lot of things at play. I mean, I, I you know, last earlier this year and late last year, we were talking about the new minimum wage, which uh, I think we kind of said, well. Uh, they're not going to give them those new wages for nothing. And, and after all of the new minimum wage went into effect and uh, uh, you saw these, uh, the inflation really start to take off. And so, uh, yeah. um, and my goodness, you go to a restaurant now and you, you do some type of a drive through burger and you could pay almost 20 bucks for a, a, a burger, fries, and a drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a little story and a little, a little um, maybe tip for our uh, listeners back home there. Um, another person that is originally from Superior, actually, he, he has been living down here for 20 years, but he works for a, for a major um, food manufacturer. Um, they make all kinds of sauces and um, different ketchups and, you know, restaurant stuff. And, and they're massive. They're one of the top three in the country. And he says, Jim, he goes, uh, there is a shortage on raw tin to make cans. He goes, there's a lot of companies that are running out of lids. Um, he says, I'm going, I'm going to stock up at, um, you know, Sam's Club or, or Costco with a lot of dried goods because I think that we're going to be heading into a difficulty with that kind of thing. So, I mean, there's a lot of these weird things that are maybe down the line a month or so from now. Um, that are just going to pop up and bite us. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. But um, anyways, back to some real estate, Jim, here. You know, we've been talking about this particular story for the last uh, two weeks, and uh, we're going to talk about it a little more because it's a big story and it's not going away, and that is Zillow. And the uh, guaranteed uh, offer program, and there was a story, that uh, a national story that came out earlier this week and it dealt with, you know, not down in your immediate area, but down in the Orlando area. Yeah, that's 100 and miles from me, yep. What a disaster it's been for Zillow in terms of, you know, buying these homes, paying premium prices for them, and then having to sell these homes at a discount. And They were and so, paying more than premium. They had they had so many flaws in their, in their system, didn't they? Well, the... Things that are being written about this at this point show that these are losses in the hundreds of millions of dollars that this company has to absorb. And they still have uh, in the thousands worth of inventory that they have to get, get rid of. And so I would, I would say by the time this is all said and done, Jim, this is going to be a three to $500 million loss to this company. And uh, um, th- that's, that's a, a fairly significant number that, I think obviously they'll survive, but uh, this is something that's gone way wrong. That it was a fad for the last couple of years, but now it's um, 
uh, it's turning out to be something that they certainly didn't anticipate was going to go as bad as it did. And really, at the end of the day, you know, really what caused this? You know, why did this happen? Because this is a this is a national issue. And uh, I talked about this a little bit last week. And uh, I think based on what the experts are saying, Jim, it's a bad business model. Well, right. And, bad and, business model. And, you know, here's the thing. So they they were they were into this pretty heavily, and then the pandemic hit, and they and they put a hold on all of their. They didn't purchase any more properties at all, and then the pandemic starts to ease. Real estate goes crazy, you know, which we all know it. It never really even slowed down, um, in, in for the most part. But um, but then they jump right back in, you know, and uh, they just expected. Um, they just expected the the run on values to just n- never cease, uh, and um, so they they base their they base their their purchase prices on future models um, of only weeks in advance, and <laughs> to to predict that you know the one example they had as a house was two forty, and and when the seller took it off the market like a year ago and he he got an instant offer from Zillow and they paid him like $430,000 for this house in Orlando right and uh now it's um so they were going to expect to get like 525 um and now it's it's in the it's in the low 400s they're already at the point where they're going to definitely take a big loss uh, it'll probably sell in the 350s from what i can tell so it's just interesting how they how such a big company, so robust in so many ways. You would think that those analytics would be easy for them to figure out. Well, I think it's it's remember pre-pandemic they were doing the guaranteed offer, but they were buying them at steep discounts. Right. You remember the story of my daughter in Las Vegas, yep. you know, and they they had almost a 40% discount that they had to accept from Zillow because they had to move and then the uh, when they changed their business model because of the speed of what the market was working at, they uh, they started overpaying for houses. Yeah. So they went from underpaying to overpaying for houses, and you can see how quickly uh, that the markets control uh, the pricing on this thing. And if if you're not if you're not completely tuned into it and studying this thing, and sometimes this is this is on a daily basis when you when you look at these these models that are all over the country. Um, One more minute, Gary. This is what what could happen. Yeah. Um, We've already reached uh, pretty much the end of our our time here. We just got enough time to uh, uh, give out your phone number and shut out those wants and needs again that you need. I can be reached at 218-390-0615. Okay, and I can be reached at 218-348-7653. And if uh, you want to escape the cold and come down here and uh, look at some real estate, uh, you can certainly get in touch with me. Um, Gary, our market is is uh, getting a little bit comfortable, meaning we got a little bit more inventory and it's not quite so crazy. How are things up there real quick? It's pretty active. Uh, it, it's it obviously slowed down a little bit, but still cash is very strong in these marketplaces. We're still seeing multiple offers on nice new homes that come on the market and uh, okay. uh, still a lot of energy in the market. All right, folks, that's it for us this week. Thank you for tuning into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show like you always do, and we'll be back next week.